seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this Welcome to Demetria Reads, where I have fun putting my voice to the written word to entertain you, inform you, and empower you. My name is Demetria Bridges, and I'm a Beantown girl who loves the power of her blueprint sound. And on this podcast, I narrate blogs, articles, poems, novel excerpts, anything that arrests my attention and moves me to pull out my vocal palette and start to paint. I'd love for you to subscribe, write a review, and of course, spread the word. Okay, let's get to today's inspiration. And Demetria Reed's summer series continues with part six of The Other Kind of Coffee. Enjoy. The Other Kind of Coffee, part six, by Stephen M. Tomic. Who are you supposed to be? Greg rocked forward onto his toes to equal Janet's height. He was dressed up as a caveman insurance salesman. Alice in Wonderland? Nope, Janet answered, clicking her ruby-red heels together. Guess again. The office Halloween party was in full swing. The decorations were cheap. A plethora of paper bats, plastic pumpkins, and friendly ghosts were accompanied by festoons of orange and black ribbons. A gaudy sight indeed. The punch was strong, however, and people bobbed for apples in a large metal pail filled with vodka. Greg's face looked like it hurt from thinking. Hmm, he mused aloud. Ever seen The Wizard of Oz? Oh, like the Wicked Witch, he said in that sing-song way, like a regular old ding-dong. Janet's face soured. Yeah, something like that. She turned her back to him, hoping for someone to come by and save the day. Alas, they were all a bunch of cowardly lions. Can I refresh your drink, mademoiselle? Greg asked. Can you promise not to drug me? She glanced down at him. He looked up slowly as if his eyes had met the long barrel of a gun. I can't promise anything, he said with a wink. Then allow me to fill yours, my little lush. She snagged his empty cup and left him hanging. The couple glasses of punch she drunk so far had her feeling equal parts tipsy and brave. Hello, Dorothy, my dear, the voice of Deb sang. Janet turned to find her wearing green overalls with a bushy black mustache attached to her face. Where's Mario? Somewhere saving the princess, I'm afraid, Deb declared. This goomba here is my partner, Arlie. She put her arm around the plump, sweet-faced woman, dressed up as a shiitake mushroom, and gave her a kiss on the cheek. You two make a charming pair, said Janet. Thanks, the two replied in unison. Arlie wriggled free from Deb's grasp to pour glasses for the three of them. Feel free to hock a loogie in this one, Janet said, presenting the cup in her other hand. Oh, a present for someone special? Deb raised an eyebrow, which caused her mustache to come loose. Indeed. For our mutual friend, Greg. Ha ha ha! That's fantastic! Deb had a merry laugh. Is he still staring at me? Which one is Greg? Arley asked. The caveman with the bad comb over, Janet said. Ah, you're lucky, Jan, Deb chortled. He's latched on to Karen now. She should be careful she doesn't get clubbed. Arlie said in a flat, unironic way. Janet looked at Deb, who looked at Arlie, who shrugged. The three of them exploded into a chorus of laughter. Once they recovered, Janet downed the rest of her punch and poured another. Guess I need to make this delivery. Are you two going to hang around much longer? Probably not, Deb said. 
We'd promised some friends of ours we'd drop by after making the obligatory appearance here. Say, you and your hub should come by sometime for dinner. Sure, I'd like that. Janet assumed a hopeful expression, knowing there's no place like home. Deb turned to Arlie. You ready to blow this popsicle stand? Arlie finished her drink in a flash, which is all the encouragement Deb needed. In their mad dash to the exit, Deb jumped up to tap the corporate flag hanging above the door. She lost her balance upon landing and flattened her goomba of a girlfriend. Peals of laughter, mostly Deb's, followed them to the parking lot and beyond. When Janet returned with Greg's drink, he was in the middle of some sad sack serenade of flattery that only fools fall for. You're a funny guy, Karen shrieked. She pushed lap Greg on the shoulder. Her words were a slurry of syllables. Janet thought Karen looked like a horse and laughed like a donkey, though she'd never dare say such a thing aloud. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all night. Greg bowed, obviously pleased with himself. It's at this point that Karen convulsed like an alien was about to burst from her chest. The whole scene froze before Janet's horrified eyes as she realized what was about to happen. A Jackson Pollock spray of bright orange vomit shot from Karen's mouth in an arc aimed squarely at Janet. There was nothing she could do to escape. Oh my God, I'm so bleh, came another fountain of fluid. Karen bent over, and Greg took the occasion to rush her outside like some celebrity trying to avoid the paparazzi. Janet calmly assessed the situation. She looked down at her dress and saw why the stunned onlookers were gasping. It looked like flying monkeys had had their revenge. You okay? Michael Whitlock came and put a hand on her shoulder. I wouldn't recommend touching me right now, Mike, Janet said. Don't worry, I'll be fine. I just need to go get cleaned up. Excuse me. She cut a path through the crowd. As she retreated from the party, the sound again rose like radio static. Once in the bathroom, the technicolor glow of halogen made Janet feel like she stepped through a portal and into another world. Well, she appraised her reflection in the mirror, I suppose it's not so bad. It would be necessary to ditch the dress, though. Fortunately, she thought to bring a spare change of clothes which she had left in the office. She made her way down the dark hallway. She could hear the faint shimmering piano of Dancing Queen playing in the distance. Moonlight cast the room in soft yellow. She unlocked the cabinet of her desk and removed a billowy white dress. She undid the braided pigtails and then slipped off her ruby-red shoes. She slid the ruined blue dress down to her ankles and stepped free from it. Remarkable. A slow clap stopped Janet in her tracks. She turned towards the shadows. She could recognize that voice anywhere. Mr. Fleming, she crossed her arms. I can't say I'm surprised. I've been waiting for you, Janet. He lit a cigar with a match. The sulfuric spark took all the air out of the room. I was hoping you'd come. This isn't right, sir, she said, keeping her distance. I'm married. So am I, he said. The band of gold on his ring finger caught on a ray of light. Come closer, he implored with a mischievous glint in his eyes. I promise I won't bite. I hope you enjoyed today's selection and I hope to read to you again. I'll be reading a few times a week and would love to hear your thoughts. 
to leave your blueprints down via a review, and I'll catch up with you next time on Demetria Reads.